Hey CEO, I have an important question for you today. Are you running your business or is your business running you? If it's time to get your business in order so you can fully step into your role as a confident, in-control CEO, then I want to invite you to this advanced training series that I'm hosting live on May 20th through May 24th. We're calling it the 90 Day CEO Sustainable Success Series. And over these four days, we're gonna break down our research-backed, client-proven process to help you sustainably scale your business without hustling, without overworking, and without burnout. If you've been winging it in your business, hoping that you'll eventually get caught up and telling everyone in your life that when things calm down, you'll be a real functioning human again, this series is especially for you so that you can reclaim your life as you scale up your business. All you have to do is head over to theceocollective.com slash success and sign up. We can't wait to see you there. Hey there, welcome to Uncomplicate Your Business, a weekly podcast where I share a peek behind the scenes of what it looks like to create a successful business on your terms. Today, I'm giving you a little pep talk on how to be a boss lady, even if you don't think you're ready. Check it out. Hey there, Rachel Cook here, and welcome back to the Uncomplicate Your Business podcast. I'm so fired up about today's topic because over the last few years, I've seen over and over again, women entrepreneurs falling into a trap where they aren't really showing up as the true CEO of their business and their life. And as a result, they feel like they're getting pulled in a million directions. So to understand what's going on, I want to take you back to January of 2014. That was when I first launched the Fired Up and Focus Challenge, the very, very first one. And the first day, the very first video that dropped, I started seeing these little light bulb moments of clarity for all these women entrepreneurs who had joined me for the challenge. And they were sharing things like, something that really hit me was the word CEO. I don't like act like I'm in charge of anything. Don't get me wrong. I'm a go-getter and love to get things done, but it's more like I have five or six bosses at all times. Scratch his head. This is not what I had in mind when I left my job with one boss. Light bulb on. Time to step it up. Or this one. The CEO term got me too. I need to start carving out time and getting things done rather than waiting for the miracle opening to appear in my schedule. I want to feel that sense of being in charge of my own business, not waiting for everything else to be done so I can get to it. Hmm, interesting, right? Something's happening here. Women were focused on leaving their J-O-B to create a freedom-based business, but instead were replacing a single boss with a dozen clients or more who expected them to be available at their beck and call. That's not much freedom when your clients are dictating your every move. And as I continued to speak with women entrepreneurs and coach women entrepreneurs and have them inside of my trainings, I realized that this has become a pandemic. So what's happening here? Why are women especially struggling to be the CEO of their own businesses, to really step into their role as the boss? Why are we allowing other people to dictate our schedules? 
Because isn't that one of the reasons we often start our businesses to begin with so that we can have more control over our time and over our day to day? Over and over again, I see amazingly talented, brilliant, genius women who are spending the vast majority of their time not as world-changing leaders and the messengers they're meant to be, but instead they're filling their days as worker bees instead of queen bees. So here's a few lessons that I've gleaned over the past decade as I've taken my business from an itty-bitty consultancy to an international brand inspiring over 30,000 heart-centered entrepreneurs. Boss lady truth number one. If you aren't the boss, you've likely got dozens of bosses. Someone is calling the shots in your business, but the question is, is it you? Or do you allow your clients to dictate your schedule, filling up every possible moment of your week and call you whenever they darn well please? Unless you're an OBGYN on call for a middle of the night labor and delivery, your clients do not need you 24-7. And one of the biggest reasons entrepreneurs face insane levels of burnout is they are stretching themselves way too thin, fitting themselves into their clients' calendars all the time instead of asking their clients to fit into theirs. They allow their clients to change their session dates or to cancel at the last minute or to reschedule with zero notice. And it might seem like by doing all of this, you're being nice and you're being accommodating but at whose expense? The honest truth is you teach your clients how to treat you. And if you don't respect your own schedule and your own boundaries, then why would they? We all know that if we cancel that with less than 24 hours notice at a doctor's office, we've usually got to pay that $25 cancellation fee. I know that I have to book my hairstylist three weeks in advance with a credit card on file in case I don't show. And as an entrepreneur, I get it. If someone doesn't show up, if they're a no-show, they just don't show up on time for their appointment, you can't fill that spot instantly. You've lost a billable hour. So as a client, I respect it. It shows me that they mean business, that their time is valuable, and it's up to me to show up. So as a mentor, I encourage my clients to block out in their weekly calendar when they're going to work with their clients. You don't have to make yourself available at the beck and call of your clients. You don't have to leave every single day of the week open just because you're trying to make it easy on your clients. You want to let them know when your availability is based on when you want to work. And I'm serious here. I only am available to my private clients on Tuesdays from 11 to 3 p.m. EST. And that's it. No exceptions. I don't schedule one-on-one times any other time of the week. Am I missing out on potential clients who can't rearrange their schedule to show up and talk with me during that block on Tuesdays? Honestly, no. It has never been an issue. I find that even the busiest person can clear one hour twice a month for a mentorship session with me if they really want to work together. So setting boundaries with your clients is the first step towards really becoming the CEO of your business. So I want you to ask yourself, what 
boundaries do you need to set with your clients? Boss lady truth number two, you don't have to be everything to everyone. So one of the best tips I ever learned about being a CEO came from my dear old dad. See, my dad has charm and street smarts, but no formal education, no MBA, no college degree, barely a high school degree, just a regular guy who grew up outside of Detroit, who knew how to hustle his way to the top of his business. And his biggest secret to success has always been surrounding himself with people smarter than him and truly knowing the scope of his own talents. So taking this lesson into my own business journey has really served me well. It's led to finding mentors and coaches who are several years ahead of me. And that's helped me to understand the road ahead without having to reinvent the wheel. It's knowing the difference between figuring something out on my own through trial and error and taking up a lot of time versus hiring it out to a professional who knows exactly what needs to get done and can get it done perfectly and quickly. And most importantly, accepting when a potential client just wasn't the perfect fit and knowing that it's okay to send them to a colleague who could really help. So here's the truth bomb of the day. You don't have to be a full service, one-stop shop for your clients. Just because you know how to do something doesn't mean you should do that thing. A great example here from my own experience is I know how to sit down and create a WordPress website. In fact, for many years, I made my own website. I didn't have a designer or a team. I was doing it all myself. And at one point, I had a colleague who came to me and said, oh my gosh, I love your website. Could you create one for me? This was something I should have said no to because even though I could technically do it, This wasn't my zone of genius. And in fact, that became one of the most challenging experiences for me to try to figure out how do I save this relationship with this colleague when it's actually a terrible fit for what I do in my business. When you know and honor your unique combination of talents and strengths and experiences, you automatically limit your zone of genius and you focus your entire business on where you provide the best and highest value. So think about it. When you go to see your doctor, if something is outside of their scope of practice, what do they do? They refer you to a specialist. And that's exactly what we're talking about. When you understand your zone of genius, you instantly limit your scope of service. You stop trying to do everything for everyone and you simultaneously increase the value of what you have to offer. And then you need to surround yourself with peers who can fill in those gaps. The best part of that is when you have peers who do what you don't do, who have complementary zones of genius, you actually are able to set up a system where you can get great referrals back and forth. So now I'm not going to say yes to designing a WordPress website to anyone, but I'm happy to refer them to incredible designers and developers that I know. And those designers and developers send people my way, the people who need to understand business and lifestyle design. So being a boss lady means truly owning your zone of genius. So I want you to ask yourself, what is your scope of service? 
And who do you need connections to so that you have someone you can refer those people who are looking for something that are outside of that scope? All right, final boss lady truth. Number three, when the boss isn't happy, no one's happy. So us boss ladies, we have got a lot of weight on our shoulders. A lot of us are building a business, often while racing kids to school and activities and still managing to put dinner on the table and keep our house in kind of a decent order here. So it's so, so easy to slip into the role of being the martyr instead of the boss lady. But I have to tell you that putting your kids, your hubby, your clients above your own needs, it is a complete recipe for disaster. Self-care is a non-negotiable for boss ladies, especially those who are building businesses while raising families and taking care of parents and have a lot of other responsibilities on their plate. In fact, the more people you're responsible for, the more self-care you need. You must make time for your health, your well-being, and your own personal and professional development. You know, a few weeks ago, I shared with you the importance of self-care, especially when the shit hits the fan and things feel like they're out of control and things are just a little bit crazy. And last week, Tammy Hackbarth and I talked about her journey towards understanding the way women especially view self-care. So even though we love more physical self-care like massages and manicures and pedicures and facials, all of the, I think, self-care that a lot of us default think of. I'm talking about simply making your needs as a whole a priority to you in your life. So when I'm talking about self-care, we're going beyond just physical self-care. We're talking about shutting down the computer by eight o'clock so that you can lose yourself in a fun romance novel, preferably while soaking in a lavender-scented bubble bath. I'm talking about hiring a babysitter, blowing out your hair, and heading out for a weekly date night to reconnect with your spouse. I'm talking about blocking out a four-day business shavasana so that you can refill your own inspiration tank, even if that means simply sitting by the ocean with a cool drink in your hand. It could be about finding an amazing assistant who can handle the emails and schedule the calls and send out client gifts so that you can spend more of your time in your zone of genius instead of wasting hours in your inbox. It's about knowing that if it's not a hell yes, that it's a hell no and unapologetically making room for your dreams in your business and in your life. Self-care really is something that I preach all the time because it's something that I myself struggle with over and over again. And so I'm reminding you as I'm reminding myself today that we have to put our needs first. We have to put that oxygen mask on first if we're going to be able to show up for our clients and show up for our teams and show up for our businesses and our families and everyone else who we really want to serve. So I want you to ask yourself, What are the top three things you're going to upgrade in the next week to put your needs first? These don't have to be complicated. They can be simple. They don't have to cost you a thing. It's simply about giving yourself what you need so that you can show up refreshed, 
rested, and focused to take care of your business. So just to wrap up on my little pep talk about being the CEO, being the boss lady in your business. Boss lady truth number one, if you aren't the boss, you've likely got dozens of bosses. It is okay to set boundaries with your clients. It's not just okay, it's required if you ever plan to get control of your business and to run your business by design instead of by default. You have to start setting some clear boundaries around your time, your calendar, and when you show up for your individual clients. I promise you it might seem scary at first, but just like a muscle, the more that you flex it, the more that you set those boundaries, baby step by baby step, you will get to the point where you don't feel like you have dozens of bosses. You'll feel like the boss. Boss lady truth number two you don't have to be everything to everyone. You don't have to say yes to everything. Even if you can do something, it doesn't mean that you should do it. And to really embrace this, you have to hone in on your zone of genius. Understanding that zone of genius is what's going to help you to really keep your focused business model working for you. And it's what's going to help you to increase the value of what you have to offer. Remember, a specialist is always regarded as somebody who's more valuable than a generalist. So being a boss lady is really about owning your zone of genius. And the final boss lady truth number three, when the boss ain't happy, no one's happy. You have to put that mask on first. You have to take care of yourself, especially if you are like me and you are running a business and raising a family and taking care of aging parents and have a million responsibilities that you're juggling at all times. You have to understand what do you need in order to continue running at the pace that you're running. Even your phone has to be plugged in to recharge. You need to treat yourself better than your iPhone. So make sure you're thinking about what does self-care mean for you? Does it mean actual, you know, manis, petties, massages, bubble baths? I love all of those. Does it mean quiet time and getting to read a book or getting to just reconnect with yourself and do some journaling or a mindfulness practice? Does it mean reconnecting with friends or going on a date night with your spouse or hiring help? Whatever that self-care looks like for you, there is no wrong way. And the more that you start to embrace self-care, the more you show up for the people who really need you. So thanks again for being here. I can't wait to connect with you again for next week's episode of Uncomplicate Your Business. Talk soon.